Hey guys, it's Jen Johnson. Welcome to another episode of Your Journey Matters, where my guests and I will be transparent about the true badassery of life, family, small business, and beyond. Make sure to subscribe to my podcast on Apple and follow me on Spotify. And please feel free to share with a friend about my show and join me in my Facebook group, Inspiration Nation. Hey guys, it is Jen again at Your Journey Matters with Jen, and I am so absolutely blessed and pumped. It's been a hot minute getting this episode to happen because the two of us are baby mamas and we're busy and it's wild. And so I'm super blessed and thankful that today you get to meet my amazing friend, Jade, and her name is spelt really rad, by the way, which blesses me as well. Um, I'm not going to say a lot about Jade because I want her to introduce herself, but I just want y'all to know one that I'm on location at inspiration spa. So if you hear some wacky sounds in the background, just know that's my business and that's what I do on the side or as well as so, but welcome Miss Jade. And thank you very much for joining us today. And I cannot wait for you to share your story with us about all the things, uh, mama and life and what got you to being a mama. So thank Mm -hmm. you for being here and you guys hang on for this ride. It's so inspirational. I have shivers just saying it and looking at her beautiful (laughs) face. So I will be sharing um, some visuals for you as well. And then Jade, at the end, if you want to throw in how people could connect with you to get more Mm -hmm. information, um, your Insta handle and the things, please do that if you're comfortable at the end. Um, And then I'll throw them in the show notes as well and on the Insta and the Facebook. So here we go, Miss Jade, tell us who you are and what you're about and what brought us here to this moment today. Hi friends. And I say friends because I'm friends with like everybody, (laughs) but, um, I just want to say hi, I'm Jade. Um, I am a, um, just so glad to be on this podcast, um, and share mine and my husband's story to becoming parents. Um, I grew up in SoCal. That's where I met my husband. Um, and, we love traveling and we love connecting with new people. We're very, very um, outgoing people, uh, especially my husband. If you know my husband, you know that there's no like, <laughs> there's no threshold for how no social butterfly he can be. <laughs> um, and then um, we have our two, I call them my miracle babies. Those are just, um, the story of how we came to be parents with those two perfect, I, I say they're perfect, but I, you know, they're my babies, but, um, is just one that I want to share because people, you know, people going through the same journey as we had or similar, um, you know, it's good to once in a while, just lean on to hope in those stories that you can connect with and you don't feel so lucky. And that's kind of where I want to be is I don't want, I don't want anyone to ever feel alone. And when you deal with infertility, um, it's one of those things that you can, you can definitely say it's a club that you can't get into. Um, and you won't understand it until you are actually in it. Um, so I'd like to touch on just different ways to, um, support somebody who's going through infertility because there's a lot of things that people view as helpful that are actually hurtful um and they're well-meaning and they're made out you know they're out of love but it 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 doesn't help it it makes it a little bit harder for the that loved one that's going through that so that's kind of my goal is to you know really 
give hope and then also to comfort in any way I can. Awesome. So, awesome. so how long has this journey or this ride been for you? So uh, Kyle and I have um, been together since high school. So we're high school sweethearts like you guys. Um, So (laughs) it's kind of crazy. So I'm going to give just a little bit of a backstory. Um, Growing up, I was kind of a little more mature for my age. Like I thought about like, I thought about like recycling and like, you know, just like those topics that are just, you know, in middle school, I remember thinking, I'm like, I'm not going to have children. I don't want kids. If I do have kids, I'm going to adopt because there's so many kids without parents. (laughs) And, you know, I was just on this, like, you know, and I really, you know, I didn't have the best home life. And my goal was to graduate, go to college and get out of my parents' house. (laughs) And um, in the middle of that trajectory is my husband. He came out of nowhere and uh, we met at homecoming and we've been together ever since. And um, when we decided to get married really young, I was 18. I had an engagement ring on my senior year. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Right? <laughs> Looking back on it, and I'm like, whoa, girl, okay. whoa. Yeah, <laughs> but at the time, it was just like, I knew in my heart, like, that's, that was my path. You know, that was who I was going to be with for the rest of my life. And um, so at 18 and 20, we got married and he wanted kids like right away. And I was like, no, I got to go to school, you know? And then um, we became auntie and uncle. And for the first time, his sister had a baby and I fell in love. And then he was like, maybe we should wait. <laughs> Cause he's like, you know, when you, when you've not been around little babies before you don't really feel like how much work they are and for me I loved the work I loved holding them and burping them and giving mama a break and you know all that and so you know we couldn't really come up with like a solution to like yes we want them no right away so we decided to give it to God and like now it just seems like whoa like what were we thinking (laughs) but we we were but we're both Christians we both grew up in a Christian household and you know we just said we're going to give it to God and so we never prevented in any way possible for getting pregnant holy cow and so (laughs) at that point (laughs) you know that was a big leap of faith and that was very um reckless (laughs) Yeah, wild. But yeah, when you're brave. when you're in love and you know you're, you're going through things, you're just like, hey, you know, let's just give it to God. Which yeah. you know, we we definitely had that faith. But um, so anyways, um, the first couple years go by, and you're like, okay, obviously God has a plan, and you know, then it becomes more serious when you're at year four and year five, and you're wondering okay, something's not right because there should have been a baby by now. And it wasn't like we were actively trying, but there was, you know, a red flag. So um, I went to the doctor and we had some tests going and they um, concluded that I had polycystic ovarian syndrome, which among other things causes infertility. And um, at that point I had never had... um, um, any type of pregnancy. I, I, I hadn't lost a baby through miscarriage. Um, 
anything. Like there was no, so in my mind, I was like, wow, okay, you know, let's, so I went on like a health kick and tried to lose weight and tried to get to the point where, cause that's a big thing with, um, especially back in 2013, when I was um, diagnosed with PCOS, which is the polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, the big thing was like, lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. Well, the other side of that is, is part of PCOS is it's really hard to lose weight. It's a metabolic issue. Right, right. And so you're having doctors who have no knowledge of basically any part. Like I had to self-diagnose myself and go ask for it because other people will just assume, oh, she's just overweight. She's just obese. She doesn't, she needs to exercise more. She needs to, you know, watch her calories, but it's a lot more that goes on internally. So, so that's kind of like the journey we got to, um, from at that point. So, um, yeah, I don't know if I, I should touch on like the end point of that, (laughs) but once you realize that's what it was, I guess, then my next thought would be, where do you go from there? Because I think you said a minute ago, like how many people know what's next? Yeah. So, you know, Kyle and I had this conversation. So I like, even back in middle school, like I said, I had this like desire and this, I felt like a calling to be a foster mom or like um, an adoptive mom for a child that I, I want to give love to the unloved basically. And I wanted stability for, in for these kids. And so, you know, Kyle and I talked about it and, um, you know, obviously when you're dealing with infertility, you have to make decisions on what path you want to go down. And, um, we just, you know, we were also still in our you know early twenties. So we, we decided we were going to, you know, travel and, you know, you know, if we got pregnant at that point, but I, I didn't want to put a lot on my body going through, um, like IVF, um, at that point, I didn't want to, um, spend what little extra money we had paying for those treatments, which in my opinion, why are they so expensive? Um, I could go on and on about how that's just absurd, how expensive that can be. But, you know, those were the two things that we knew because we, we were comfortable with the other options of with adoption and fostering, um, at that point. So, um, yeah, we traveled and we went from, you know, we traveled for work for a while. Um, we went through, you know, Pittsburgh and Ohio and Michigan. We lived in North Dakota for several years, um, which I actually want to touch on, um, that story. Cause that sure. is very detrimental to this whole thing. <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, Kyle got his class A license and there was a oil boom in North Dakota of all places. So we decided, Hey, let's just go move out there. Let's go make some money. And, um, you know, we'll just, you know, we'll just have fun and, and enjoy, you know, what's out there. Cause we're very, you know, we love travel and I love going to new cities and towns and really getting to know the people there. And, um, Williston, North Dakota, was boomtown this the place was just so fun like um just if you think of the gold rush in in the you know 1849 that's exactly how it was out there but a little more modernized um because if you think about it we had that recession and then 
all of a sudden there's all these influx of jobs in in the oil field so people just went up there and worked and yeah so i um, we went there and so we were there for a few weeks and then i was like okay let's go try some new let's go find our church you know because we when we move we usually try to find a home church or you know somewhere where we can really set roots um at that point so um we went to an assembly of god um it was the first church we tried i had a list of like four or five different churches that i wanted to try in this little town and kyle and i walked in and we you know we we were singing worship and um i remember just you know really you know liking the music and then the the um pastor says okay i'm gonna pray now and um i have a word for somebody and so we me and kyle always hold each other's hands when we pray and we close our eyes and um the pastor said the lord has a word for somebody and there's some there's someone out there who's been trying to start their family and you don't know what avenue you're going through you you've thought about adoption you thought about all these different avenues and my hand started shaking and Kyle was like holding tighter on my hand <laughs> and so we like we were out. just yeah we were sitting there and, and, and it um and then he he continued and he said I just want to let you know that your season is coming and God will not abandon you through this it is something that he is steadfast in and he has a plan for you. So just remember your season is coming. And I just remember like tears <laughs> just rushing down my face. <laughs> and Kyle had tears and um, it is still, I mean, I've been a Christian my whole life. Kyle has too, and is probably one of the most like pivotal moments of my faith with God. Um, cause uh, beyond him knowing the yearning of our hearts to be parents, I felt like he came and just loved us. Like he said, I see you, you're not alone. Keep your faith, you know, and it, it was, it was a moment that just took my breath away. And I've never since then, or uh, I've never felt anything close to that. It was like, he put a spotlight on us and said, I see you. I love you. And I have so much coming for you. Just be patient. <laughs> so that um, experience, and I, I remember um, a few weeks later, I went up to, we went back to that church and I went to um, his wife, the pastor's wife, really sweet lady. And I was like, I just, you know, I want to let you know that word that your husband spoke a couple weeks ago um, about starting the family and dealing with the infertility and not really knowing. And she goes, oh, was that you? And she grabs my hand. And I was like, yeah, I, that was, that was me and my husband. And she goes, we were wondering who that was for. No one came and talked to us. And I was like, that was us. And I'm like crying. And <laughs> so um that that experience but that at that point was in 2013 and um my girls were born in 2020 and 2000 or sorry 2019 2020 so when you know when you think about god's you know saying your season is coming in yeah. our you know our brains are like cool it's coming 
right yeah. you know and I was like things are gonna you know things are gonna get better and there's we went through so many trials since that point and then it kind of took at that point you know we'd been trying it took 12 years from when we got married to when we conceived um my eldest daughter Paisley and that's 12 years so after a while you're just like and I and I like I said I even at that point I had never gotten a positive pregnancy test I never um conceived at all so you know there in my mind I was just pretty much barren like you know what and I had we had come to terms with that and we started you know um we fully believe in um whatever you are be the best so we were auntie and uncle to almost 20 children and we were the best at it and I'm not trying to build myself up but I'm trying to tell you whatever your situation is, if you want to be a mom, if you, you know, if you're wanting to, you know, get a promotion or whatever, whatever you're at, be the best you can at that. Because that is at that moment in your life, you're calling, that is what you're supposed to, to be. So we filled in those holes that, you know, as auntie and uncle, you know, that our, our siblings or the parents of, these these kiddos where they they needed it the most and you know we did our part to help you know our little part of raising kids and having fun with them and you know all that so um then you know like I said we we got pregnant (laughs) so that was from the day that he spoke that word over you until you had Paisley how long was it you said 12 years so that was six years six years. So it took 12 years from when we got married to when, um, we actually had her and got pregnant basically. So, um, you, so when you conceived her, it was naturally no IVF. Yeah. I did not go through any treatment. Um, one thing that really helped. So this is another thing that I feel I could see God's hand in. Um, I, when we moved here from North Dakota, um, I had a job that I, loved I was so just glad but it was a sedentary job like I was sitting a lot it was an office job which I love but um it was really hard when you're when you have you know PCOS plus you're just sedentary and you're not moving around you know it's hard to lose weight and get healthy well then um this company that I loved sold out to a larger company and then I didn't have that job and the day that I didn't have that job I got, um, hired through the post office. (laughs) And so I started working in the post office, which holy moly, that is, you work your tushy off. (laughs) Holy moly. Like, and I, you know, I was a little bit, but within the first, you know, two months, I had lost 20 pounds just by moving like as much as I did. And then I started doing, um, you know, keto got really big and my sister was like, Hey, we should do keto. And I was like, what is it? (laughs) And I was like, I guess. And then, so we did it and I ended up losing like 60 pounds and, um, you know, I kept, I didn't like my job at the post office. I didn't really care for, um, you know, some superior people there and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I kept applying and applying. I've never had such a hard time getting approved to even interview ever. And it just, 
I could tell like God was like, nope, you're staying there. You're staying there. You're going to stay active. You're in, you know, all of that. And so finally, um, after I worked, you know, I was working this job for two years and then, um, finally, um, I, we were getting ready to go to Lake Havasu for my birthday. And we were, I knew, I knew I was hanging out with his aunt and uncle and I knew we were going to be drinking and having fun. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to take a pregnancy test. Just I, if I was going to be drinking, I usually take a pregnancy test because we don't obviously prevent anything. So Kyle had just gone off work. It was like nine 30 at night. I was going through all of this stuff that I had for our trip and I'm like, oh yeah, I got to take this pregnancy test. And I've taken when you deal with infertility, you've probably taken millions of pregnancy tests and all of mine just took forever. And then they would have the one line. I, I took this test and I like glanced over at it and I saw two pink lines and I was like, I couldn't breathe (laughs) for a second. Yeah. And I'm in the bathroom and all of a sudden I was like, I, and I know this sounds so cinematic, but I literally dropped to the ground and started crying and saying, thank you. I just, that feeling, mm, sorry. No, don't be sorry. It's amazing. It shivers up my spine. It is, um, (laughs) it is shocking. And, um, just like I said, um, that, that love that you feel from God. And I felt it in that moment that he gave me that. And, you know, the waiting was worth it. Um, I wish I would have known that I could, I could get pregnant. That was the only thing I'm like, it would have been nice to like, just not like, you know, (laughs) wonder. Um, but, um, definitely, um, I was just, you know, crying. And then Kyle, (laughs) bless his heart. Um, Kyle, (laughs) I called him and I'm crying on the ground and I mean Uh obviously like he doesn't think we're pregnant he just comes in and goes whoa (laughs) what is going on and I'm just like (laughs) like pointing to the 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 stick and then he's like just staring at it and he goes oh I'm like oh that's your answer (laughs) we waited this whole time (laughs) so Kyle is so funny and so like outgoing and just like big but but when there's like very deep like real emotions his he he's a jokester like it's just like he can't process like those so he's just like he goes he goes so this is why you've been so mean to me (laughs) oh for the love the boys and their and I'm like Mm, no that's all you bro (laughs) (laughs) you can just look in that that bathroom here right there that's you (laughs) so um yeah just just floored and um you know going from never believing that you would really ever have um, a baby shower you know little things like seeing those sonogram pictures on your of your friends for years going to baby showers for years um you know, there's, there's so many things that, you know, sometimes you can take for granted if you're not going through this journey. And, um, it's, it's something that like you can, and even, and then you almost feel like, um, you have survivor's guilt almost where when I would, I wouldn't, like, it was hard for me to post my happiness 
because I knew there were so many friends and, you know, that were going through that pain and that wondering and, and, and loss. And, um, so I really had to like talk with Kyle and he, he was, he would always just kind of like say, Hey, this is from God. Like, let's, let's, you know, don't be afraid to post your happiness. And so, um, you know, we got to do our announcement photos. We got to do, um, all of that. And it just was the, and luckily, um, Paisley was born and I was pregnant right before the, um, pandemic. (laughs) So I got a normal pregnancy, a normal everything. And then when I got pregnant again, um, with Adley, that was a pandemic baby that I didn't, Kyle could not go to any of my appointments. Um, you know, masks were everywhere. Like, um, just totally all different. of that yeah, yeah. totally different we had a virtual baby shower instead of a regular one in person oh my gosh, I can't yeah okay so I have a question for you yeah what would you say was your turning point with all of those things like initially you you know like I don't know what makes you who you are now as this mama bear like what was that turning point for you because you went through all these years of all the shenanigans of like mm-hmm why aren't we and how come we can't and what is you know I, I don't know if maybe you were like what what have I done wrong I don't know if that was ever a thing but mm-hmm. I hear that in my head as a mom like I you know like why am I not getting to this place where I can be like all my other people who are having these babies in the baby showers like you referenced yeah what was your turning point like previous to find seeing that positive test right where you were like okay here we go we're just it is what yeah it is what it is kind of for lack of a better yeah so I think um, probably, I guess like a turning point was um, obviously when when we had that word spoken over us yeah. six years prior to uh, Paisley's birth. But um, before or after that, I think what kind of, I didn't want this to consume me and be my identity. Um, because, and I didn't want it to come between Kyle and I. Yeah. Huge. So, and that, that does happen. And, and there's, and you know what, that is that if that happens, that happens. And, you know, that's a road that, that is hard. And I, I don't wish it on anybody. And, um, right. But I wanted to be proactive and, you know, so we, like I said, we, we did decide, um, to, to really just give it to God again. Once I, you know, once I, and we, we just figured, Hey, and when, when he says your season is coming, he didn't say, Hey, you're going to have a baby. He didn't say that. I mean, it could have been, you know, you know, I, we could have taken, not taken, but (laughs) we could have taken on the task of if, you know, maybe a family member needed, needed some, or a friend, or, um, we, if we were in, doing the foster care classes and, you know, we could have a baby within, you know, or a child. So, um, we really focused on not like what paths were not an option, but what were the option in front of us? And we did it together. We, we faced it together. We made choices together. And, um, the other thing that really was a turning point was that, um, my, so my, sister-in-law has, um, five kids and my sister has four and the ones a little bit later, um, it was almost like it was hard for them to tell me that they were pregnant. 
I'm sure. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine yeah. to like reveal that to you and be like, Oh, well, and it was over and you know, it was like, Oh, yeah. you know, they're pregnant. And then that one's pregnant. And then the other one's pregnant, you know, but, um, I think that was also a turning point because I didn't want to take anybody else's happiness away and joy. And I mean, that's when we really like dug our feet in and we're like, Hey, we're going to be superstar aunt and uncles, auntie yeah. and uncle. And we, you know, we're going to do the best we can at that. And so um, I think it's just making those conscious decisions to, I know it sounds so cliche, but like focus on that silver lining, focus on, you know, the, what you do have, you know, the blessings you do have, because there's people going through similar um, journeys of us, but then, you know, they don't have a support system like we do. And we, they didn't, they don't have that outlet of being an auntie and snuggling with your, your niece and nephew and just, you know, having that outlet, they don't have that. And I did. And I had that so many times over with all of my nieces and nephews. So um, that's kind of, I guess my turning point is I did, I wanted to be able to allow um, my presence to kind of exude that, like, sure. I wasn't just the infertility PCOS sister, wow. sister-in-law person, you know, so every, every moment. Right. It's yeah. Yeah. I didn't want it to consume and, and, you know, drown me in that. And, and that's a hard thing to fight too. Right. Yeah. Well, would you, this isn't like one of my podcast questions, but I'm curious <laughs> like, if you had advice for someone going through something similar as you kids have, what would your biggest piece of advice be? What could you say to someone who's struggling with PCOS and like wanting these babies and just not, it's just not coming or happening. Like, what would you personally say to someone that was dealing with that right now? Um, I think first and foremost, um, you know, if you're, you know, if you're a believer and you have faith, you know, definitely, get into prayer. And if you have a church, definitely have, um, people pray over you and your husband or your spouse and, um, just have a good support system. And, you know, if you, if you don't have that, just link up with, with outreaches in your area, you know, you just want to have a support system for one, um, for two, I think, um, the other thing is with your partner, be very candid and very open and ask those questions early on. Like, what do you think about IVF? Is that an option for us? Um, how do you feel about adoption? How do you feel about fostering? Um, do you still want to have kids? Like, do you still want to, is this an avenue? Are you okay with just our fur babies? You know, right. definitely have that open-ended question. And then, um, I think another thing that's very important um, is if you have access to it, definitely get some counseling or go to a therapist um, on a, you know, just some semblance of a regular basis um, because it's, it's, it's hard and it, you're, 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 your brain and your heart will definitely, um, war against each other. And so it's good to have somebody to kind of untangle that and, um, really give you clarity and give you, um, just different 
avenues that you can look at and different techniques and um, just coping. And um, another thing, um, be very, 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 I'm going to say this a thousand times, very diligent about your health and um, your doctors get a third opinion, get a 75th opinion, um, push, 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 because I was very naive and I trusted doctors like I, you know, like they're the storybook doctors that you read about or the inspiring stories that you, you yeah. just think that they're all and they're not, unfortunately. And I even, um, un, like when I was undiagnosed with PCOS, um, when I, right before I got married, um, I went to the doctors and I, I told them, Hey, I have a very irregular cycle. Like I, I only have two periods a year. Whoa. And the, the doctor said, Oh, that's fine. You, if you, if you have one, that's fine. One a year. What? Even I know that's jacked up. <laughs> <laughs> and me being 18, I was like, Oh, okay, cool, cool. So that was, you know, that was a good six, seven years before I even got diagnosed with PCOS. So, wow. you know, do your research, be your own advocate, yeah. um, talk to other people who have your diagnosis. Um, and, um, I definitely think that, um, I think the last bit is, um, tell your truth with how you're feeling. Um, don't, don't get too, um, comfortable in the victim type mentality, but which you can, I'm not saying you can't be a victim, which, you know, you can be with what you're dealing with, but don't get too comfortable to where you hide all that pain. Yeah. You want to tell your truth. So if somebody says, well, it's okay, you can just adopt. Yeah. To say, you know, we can, but that's a decision for us. Yeah. My husband and I, my spouse and I, and what I kind of need from you guys is just to say, you'll be there. Yeah. The support. Yeah. Because what the, the, the wording that, you know, they think they're, they're giving you another option. Oh yeah. You could just adopt or, you know, just relax, keep trying. Like, no, that's not helpful. That is very, um, insensitive and, um, just if you don't know what to say, just don't say anything. All you have to do is say, Hey, whatever you need, I'm there. It's very simple. When you're supporting somebody, if you don't know what to say, this is very easy. <laughs> just if they're in person, rub their shoulder and say, Hey, it's okay. I'm here. Just let me know what you need. It's there's no, it's not rocket science to be someone's support. It no. really isn't. Why is it so hard for people? I don't even. Yes. So the next question was going to be, what is your biggest pet, pet peeve? Now you can take this on your own and spin it your own self for your own personal self. But I also think maybe you can apply it to this actual situation as well, right? You get it. So I'll, so I'll give you a pet peeve that I have with like, just in general. And then also pet peeves I have with dealing with um, like infertility and loss and um, infant loss and all that. Yeah. So, um, my, I think my biggest pet peeve personally is when you're so excited to show someone a song and then they just talk through the whole thing. Like, and, and you're just like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Listen, the lyrics and the way they sing this and their breaths. And you're yeah. just, I, I, I love sharing, sharing all that, or even like a TV show or a funny movie or video yeah. or like a TikTok. But this person I, or just people in general, like, oh yeah, that's and just like leave or like go play on their phone or you know it's like if someone's showing you something and and 
this doesn't, it, it applies for parents, it applies for, they're taking time and space and energy to yeah. show you. And it might just be a quick five minutes or whatever it is, just, you know, and if you don't have the time for it at that moment, just say, hey, that looks really cool. Um, I have to finish this, but send it to me. Um, you know, yeah. show me in about five minutes, anything. So that's been a pet peeve of mine for fair. very fair. A long time. My other one, yeah, yeah, that's general is um when people say or spell out women when they're trying to talk about woman. <laughs> it, it, I'm telling you, you're gonna see it from this point forward because people Thank say, you. you know, Jen is a very inspiring woman. You're like, no, 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 it's one man. It's one. She's one woman. <laughs> so wow. Wow, that's good. That, you know, people get so hung up on the there, 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 or yeah. you know, yeah. but oh for me, it's the, um, I'm a big reader. Okay. But I'm I'm like people could throw me under the bus for punctuation, but like for plurals, I can do it. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Um, but the I guess with with um you know, dealing with a pet peeve when people are talking about, you know, just anything to do with loss in general, and then also um, infertility and all that is when, you know, just figure out how you can be supportive and being supportive. Don't, I, sorry, I'm getting all, um, one thing that kind of hurt, um, was when people would send me articles all the time, like, oh, this person got pregnant. Oh, hey, this person got pregnant. Hey, this person got pregnant this way. It, they're trying to give me inspiration and hope, but it just, the way it, and it could just be me, but hope hurts. And um, you have to be, very, you know, you have to be in a certain point in your, in your journey to accept that right. because when you hope, and then it goes away. And then, you know, your, your heart yeah. breaks every time. Oh, so, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> sorry. Um, so these, you know, these wonderful, beautiful people in your life who are trying to help. Yeah. They're well-meaning. It's they're well-meaning. You love yeah. them. But after 12 years of, Hey, like, try this. One more letter. Hey, do this. I just, I'm like, you know, there's a new diet you should try. That'll totally create a baby for you. Yeah. You know, this worked for so-and-so's cousins, Vitamins. you know, whatever, you know, yeah. if so that that's one thing, um, that is my pet peeve. Um, you right. know, I think, you know, if someone wanted to hear all, you know, we, yeah. people who are going through infertility, we've seen all the articles we we get emails by for all these vitamins we we know we we know but we we're we're tired (laughs) we're tired and we're sad and you know we don't want to think about it 24 7 because we're already thinking about it 24 7 if you want to be supportive to somebody like that ask them hey what would help you with this hey do you want me to pray for you? Um, and, and say it, I mean, if they're comfortable with that, cause sometimes that can kind of come off like, Hey, I'll pray for you, <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah, just, you know, say, Hey, do you want to go out for some coffee and we can talk Do you need someone to talk to? Um, how can I help you? Okay. Don't, don't, you know, like, and, the, and obviously people are different. People accept, you know, help and stories and all that, but I think for me personally, um, 
it, it was more helpful for people to focus on what I was at that moment. Like, wow, you're such, like, I remember when somebody, I, I wish I could remember who it was. It was a friend, um, you know, instead of saying, Hey, when are you getting pregnant? Or like, cause I would get that like, Oh, you, you don't have, you know, you don't have kids. Why don't you have kids? All that. Um, if someone has kids, by the way, someone ha- doesn't have kids. Don't ask them why they don't have kids. There's a reason and you don't have to know it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's yeah. my, you know, that's another one, but, um, someone, instead of saying like asking about random stuff, they said, Hey, how are your dogs doing? And that made me light up <laughs> like, because what? I'm like, wow, someone said, Hey, how's those puppies doing? And at the, at the time, my yeah. puppies were my babies. And I was like, oh my gosh, Luna's doing so well. And Apollo, he's okay. And <laughs> yeah. you know, all that. So, um, that really helped me when people were, were involved in, in my actual life and, and asking about how I was and what I was doing and you guys are traveling and what are you doing now? And just really focusing on the life we have instead of what the life we may not have. Right. That's so good. Okay. Here's one. You're ready for this. This is good. If you could talk to your seven-year-old self and give her advice or even warn her, what would you say? My 10 year old self, seven, seven. Um, would it be advice or would it be a warning? Like a heads up kind of thing. I would probably say it would be advice, um, more of like comfort. So I've, um, you know, there's a lot with your inner child, especially right. if you've dealt with trauma. Um, and I, it's hard to do that because, um, like for me, like one of the techniques I use is where, you know, during meditation or when you're, you're alone and just thinking and trying to process things, they tell you to imagine, um, yourself as a child and you as an adult now walking up to that child and being the you know being the parent or being what you needed and what was lacking at that point and knowing that my problem was that with that is um which I don't know if you're going to share any photos of my kids my daughter looks exactly like me when I was a child so I feel like she like it feels like she's experiencing the trauma that I went through and I'm trying to comfort her and so (laughs) yeah so it is wild. Um, yeah. so, but I would, I would say that, um, I would comfort my seven-year-old self and I would say it's going to be hard, but it's going to be worth it. And you're going to have a beautiful life Yes. and you're going to make it through it. Cause, um, yeah, when I, you know, I, I had a very unstable childhood and, um, at nine years old, I kept thinking at nine years old, think about, I think you said your daughter's 10. Yeah. My yeah. My, um, at nine years old, I remember it was my birthday. I turned nine and I remember thinking nine more years and I'll be out. A nine-year-old was just praying and can't wait wow. to be out of. Oh, you gave me- <laughs> so, mom, it's so hard to hear. Like, I mean, yeah, it's very, um, very wow. hard. And so, I didn't have it as bad as some, but it was, you know, it was something, you know, and I've forgiven, um, you know, my parents in my own way. And, um, yeah. that is, that is something, um, that's one thing that's hard as being a mama. Cause you are, you're trying to correct all those, you know, 
yeah. traumatic experiences as a child. And so sometimes I have to be like, Hey, you're a good mom. It's okay. You're they're fed. They're happy. They have clothes. They go to the park with you. Like I have to like list off, you know, people list off their blessings or people list off. I have to list off. Hey, these are so many good things that you do as a mom. And that, you know, I have to tell myself because I need to not rely on other people to validate me as a mom. You know, my children validate me and I validate myself. And, you know, that's kind of how I go. That's so good. Oh my gosh. And they're so absolutely beautiful and gorgeous. And the friggin' they crack me up. Your pictures, your pictures. I'm like, who are these little tiny people? They're like these little, you do the most, I don't know. You just have a natural skill, but your pictures are so rad. Like they're they're so cute. I know they're, (laughs) I'm sure I hear that one is a stinker sometimes, but um, oh yes. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is, but they are such blessings and where would you be without them? Right. Like I think that's oh, gosh. in my mom moments where I'm like, smalls, seriously, you're making me crazy. Then I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> she is a blessing from God. Like he gave her to me for a purpose and a reason and a time. And you know, like I just take these deep breaths. Like I think you were kind of saying a minute ago, I'm like, okay, but I get to be her mom. Yes. Oh yeah. You kind of have to remember that. as a mom. Oh yeah. And you oh. know, I, I definitely believe, you know, you know, God made me my kid's mom for a reason. And, yeah. um, and I am throwing this in here. Cause I don't think I mentioned it that, you know, my girls are only 11 months apart. Yeah. My, so I had just had Paisley in, in December and then I got pregnant in February. Wow. Yeah. So it was intentional. It was intentional because we had such a hard time conceiving the first time right. that we decided let's just let's start see. trying. And literally the first, like, yeah, just, just yeah. like one year and then the next year. Right. Yeah. It, so it was December. I had Paisley and then November I had Adley. Oh my gosh. girl! I was basically pregnant for two years. <laughs> back with me in a few years girl I'll be like I will hug you through the teenage like because hello yeah I don't even know how you're gonna I'm just Jesus is how you're gonna do that I know I know and you know my eldest Paisley she is she is so oh so smart and just but she she's very stubborn and she knows what she wants oh, and, and she, oh yeah and so I'm like oh good that we love yep. so hard for so yeah there's that part <laughs> Okay, last question. This is really good. I cannot wait to hear this answer. Scientists figured out that songs stick with us for life from the age of 11 to 14 for girls. So 11 to 14, picture yourself there. Mm -hmm. And boys 14 to 16. So what song is permanently on your soundtrack? Is this from like when I was that age or? No, from 11 to 14 years old. That's when they say it sticks with us. So what is that like junior high-ish? Seventh, eighth so grade. So 11 to 14, yeah. That, so that's like Six, eighth seven. grade, ninth grade. Um, I'd probably say um, Mad World. Um, I don't know who it's by. Um, I don't even know it. I'll have really, to it's, it, you, once you hear it, um, it's very, you'll, you'll remember it. I think it's maybe, uh, people are going to like get at me for this, but I think it's like from the 90s or yeah, before. Probably. But yeah. Um, 
what someone from one of those contestant shows he sang and I love his rendition of it and it's haunting and it's beautiful and it's just you know mad world it's like we're in a mad world and you Everybody know look that song up you don't know what song yes. that is. and also I'm probably getting picked on right now because I don't know what song that is yeah I, I'm like I don't I you know wow. that's the first one that comes to mind and um okay really resonated with me um another one that's probably more prominent is uh it's the Brat Pack by um, the Rocket Summer. So yeah. the Rocket Summer was like my friends and my like just jam. Like we loved it to, so much. But it's called the Brat Pack, and oh um, it's it's really good. But it's basically saying like you know like these are my friends and this is our town and like it just was a very like you know um, breakfast. Uh, what is it called? The uh, breakfast club kind of yeah. like feeling to it. So, you know, I had a, I had a difficult home life, but I, my friends, my friends and I are still friends to this day. You know, we, yeah, I have the, um, my best friend, Rachel, we've been friends since we were nine. Um, my other friend, uh, best friend, Cheryl, we've been friends since we were about nine. So we, yeah. That's yeah, so, so, um, yeah. definitely in that point, like, it was just like, I had, uh, my friends were my family. So I definitely believe yeah. in that as well is you make your family. Sometimes family doesn't always have to be blood. Okay. It's just whoever treats you with the respect and the love that you deserve. Right. I love that. Oh my <laughs> gosh. There's so much that we can talk about. I know we'll have to get to it with after like Kyle's little. So we get to do this again with Kyle. We talked about this a minute ago. We get to chat Mm -hmm. with you and Kyle and I, and then I get to chat just with Kyle, which will be wild. I'm sure. I can't wait to have that conversation. You're going to have to (laughs) navigate his, his comedic side. Cause like, like those serious questions, he'll probably throw out just like funny. Like that's what she said. Jokes and stuff. Oh Lord. I was going to say, don't tell him the question, but he's going to have the question. Oh no. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll find some new ones for Kyle. Oh, uh, yeah. Is there any last bits that you want to share? And then remember if you have an Insta handle or whatever your jam is that way to throw that out if you want, and I'll put it in the yeah. show notes. But uh, is there any last tidbits that you want to share with us before I mix you with Kyle for the next episode when we get there? <laughs> um, uh, for one, I just want to say thank you for letting me share my story. Um, you know, it's, I'm not like a person who I I don't really like the, the limelight, if that makes sense, but I definitely feel like my, you know, our story and our journey definitely needed to be shared and, um, anybody going through specifically infertility and, um, you know, even secondary infertility or third, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if anyone tells you different, they can, you'll find my handle and, and give them my handle and I'll talk to them, but you know, it doesn't matter whatever, you know, whatever you're going through, just know you are not alone and, um, whatever resources and outreaches you have definitely cling on to those. Um, and really know, be very truthful with yourself about what this journey might look for you. Um, just uh, don't, don't sugarcoat it. Don't, you know, just look at the facts black and white and just say, okay, we're dealing with this. These are our options. What does this look like? And, you know, even for Kyle and I, that changed a little bit here and there, um, just as the years went by. So, um, yeah, just, just know you're not alone. And, um, I'm here for anybody who wants to talk and, 
who needs to connect and who feels alone and all that. I can go on and on, but um, yeah. And, and if you have any questions about PCOS or any of that, just let me know. <laughs> so where, where can they find you? What would you like, what would be best for them to reach out? Um, so the best would probably be, I would probably say Instagram. So my Instagram's really easy. It's just uh, jadester987. It's J-A-Y-D-S-T-E-R and then 987. Perfect. And I'll add that to the show notes. Um, yeah, guys, follow her, get her DMs if you need to, and just ask those questions. If you have those things that have popped up while you were listening today and she's sharing her journey, you know, reach out. It's so comforting to have someone who is on your side, I guess. I don't know how to say that right. Um, And gets it or has been there, done that. And that has that wisdom to share and whether or not you um, faith-based or not, that's not even really, it's not going to be a difference Mm -hmm. for Jade. She's totally not at all real and awesome and organic. And she's just amazing. So give those questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to her because I can't speak on a lot of the things that she can, but that's why she's here today so that she can speak on those things. And I can't wait to get you kids together and see that whole husband wife dynamic. And I'm going to cry. You guys are so amazing and so inspirational and just together and separately. And your family is so beautiful and you have so much life and just beauty and joy that you just exude. I know that life isn't always perfect and magical. I, I am real and raw in that statement. <laughs> yeah. But transparently as myself, like, thank you for being who you are and for being open and honest today and giving your heart to these awesome podcast listeners because there's so much going on with what you have lived through and dealt with. And PCOS is legit. Like I have cousins who deal with it, friends, and, yeah. and, and I've watched their side of it too. And it's, it's wild. So thank you for sharing today with us your heart and just who you are in your journey. And I appreciate the heck out of you and you are amazing. So thank you again. And I, I, I'm, I'm here for this whole story because I think, like you said, it needs to be shared and it needs to be heard. And, mm-hmm. and stay tuned, kids, because there will be more when we get Kyle on here shortly. Yay. <laughs> so, thank you again. And you have a great night and take care. Thank you for listening today. I hope this show lit a fire, inspired, and helped you to believe in you. Please find me on Instagram at Your Journey Matters with Jen and my Facebook group, Inspiration Nation. And as always, drink your water. <laughs>